You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at Patreon.com slash Thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Murawski and JJ Samuel, or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Uh, And uh, we just recorded a very long post-show. We record the post show before the show, which is weird and probably it's not the way that most people do it. But we've but, always talked about that the reason the post show exists is because it just naturally evolved out of the fact that you and I can't start podcasting right away or it's garbage. We have to talk about random things for at least 20 yeah. minutes. So that's how the post show originated. We're, so I think we're being true to the core like root of yeah. it. It made sense. It made sense when the show was about a specific thing that we had like a, we had like a format that we were trying to follow. I won't say that we had to follow because we don't have to do any of this, <laughs> but uh, that we were trying to follow. Um, but now that the Thunderquack podcast is formless and uh, <laughs> I, I basically I, I, a, 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 a blob of thought gas. <laughs> on the internet yeah. um it really doesn't it really doesn't make a difference like what we talk about the only i think the only difference is that what we tend to talk about on the post show content that we record before the actual episode it tends to be a little bit more personal yeah that's true and i think like the i think the logic there is that a it's you and i catching up yeah. over the week from the like we don't really talk much during the week so, unless we, we have would, a reason to, we would uh, not talk if we didn't podcast. I just want to like, probably, yeah, make sure yeah. that people understand my friendship style. I have lots yeah. of friends that I do not talk to. Yeah, <laughs> ever. Yeah. You're a bad friend. That's what you're saying. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you say like, if you don't, if you don't schedule a podcast with me every week, I'll forget you exist. <laughs> I. I it's not I that know. I'll There's forget you that. exist. I just. I'm not, I, I don't call my parents either. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're really not painting yourself with a good light right now. <laughs> I, what was I saying? I uh, it's like us catching up, but then it's also, it's also the content for Patreon. So it's the people who actually care. <laughs> it's not okay, the, yeah. it's not the casual listener who might, who might show up. Not to say that people who listen off of Patreon don't care, but I think that like, we know that the Patreon audience is a captive audience, <laughs> right? They've, yeah. they've for some reason chosen to actually pay for the content um, when the content is free. So it's almost like uh, uh, there's almost like an inclination to be a little bit more candid 
with that audience than with the general audience yeah who might like the general audience might literally just be here for one episode right yeah um like like when when you talk about the regular episode content you kind of you always have to treat it like this might be someone's first episode but with the post show stuff i apologize to anybody that has to deal with that um with the post show part of it you can you can assume this is most certainly not your first episode because (laughs) i don't know somebody who would be like yes please I will pay $10 for this podcast. I've never heard before. (laughs) Like that is also free um, because that's the level that you have to pay in order to get that bonus content is 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think that there's anybody walking in off the street, making that purchase. If you are that person, please let me know because uh, we need to dissect your brain for science (laughs) and find out what's wrong with you. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I don't I I'm very confident that I'm not offending anyone with that joke. I uh, Do you want to jump right into a topic? You got anything to say before we get into one of our two things we, we want to talk about? We do have some news that um Darth Vader died. And Oh, we do. I, yeah, Dave, David Prowse. Yeah. And I just love little old me. I feel like I took a like a photo of it when I was back in um in the Okanagan that like, he's one of the names that I have spelt terribly incorrectly on my little like green piece of construction paper where I wrote down all the cast names of all the people in, um, and I just remember, I just remember knowing as a little kid that there was like so many different people that played Darth Vader because David Prowse is also not the, the like Anakin that you see when he's dying. Yeah. Cause it's a different, there's like a bunch of different people that played Darth Vader. And so David Prowse was the like person inside the suit and then you have James Earl Jones. And then I actually forget the name of the guy that you see as Anakin. Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I have that written on my, written on my little piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's the, there are four actors who've portrayed Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's, it is David Prowse was the body of Darth Vader in in the original trilogy, uh, James Earl Jones obviously the voice. Sebastian Shaw was the the wrinkly prune head at the end of mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi, and then Hayden Christensen plays him at the end of Revenge of the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are the four. Those are the four actors. And... On, well, I, I I guess that there's more now because of Rogue One. So oh I don't, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head who plays him in Rogue One. Oh, I've um, got to look it up. Yeah, Maybe Hayden, doing... I would love it if it would be Hayden Christensen. That it is definitely fun. not. I would know that if that were the, if that <laughs> were the fact. Um, yeah, it is. It's 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 most certainly not Hayden Christensen. Um, but whoever did it, uh, Spencer Wilding plays. Mm. Uh, actually, there's two people. I mean, three people play Darth Vader in in uh, Rogue One because you've got Spencer Wilding. Uh, Daniel Napris, and then obviously James Earl Jones providing the voice once again. But who's Daniel? Um, like, why is there two people that have to play him? I don't know. You know what? It's one of these things where you can go so many years with like two people playing, and then you like, oh no, there's this like ten minute scene, and we really need two different people to play it. Yeah, they're both they're both stunt performers. So ah. there you interesting, go. interesting. Um, I just love James Earl Jones so much and I'm so pleased that he gets to like, he got to continue to be the voice. Yeah. He's the voice in, uh, in star Wars rebels as well. Oh, really? Uh, when nice. Yeah. Nice. 
Ugh, yep. man, I love Hayden Christensen transitioning into Darth Vader. Like, sorry, just when I, when you Google Rogue One Darth Vader on the right, it's like the Darth Vader like Star Wars character Wikipedia, and the picture is Hayden Christensen looking all moody, and I just, hmm. it's great. I love it whenever you see him in the Darth Vader costume and he's got the headband on because they like they put a headband on him to keep it, the hair out of his face. And that I think like attaches to part of the helmet because he's obviously not nearly as big as David Prowse was. <laughs> David Prowse was uh, he was, I think, two time Mr. Universe. Uh, oh, really? And he was he was a massive human being a <laughs> massive human being um and uh, and he filled out the suit quite well uh, as yeah. as that imposing force that you needed him to be um and i uh, uh, hayden christensen not so much <laughs> hayden christensen's not I, w- I don't think that he's a small guy. It's not like he's like a Tom Cruise or a Robert Downey Jr. where he's standing on three Apple boxes in order to be the same height as a human being. But um, <laughs> I, I can say that because everybody, I should hope by this point, knows that I love both of those actors. But they are they are both hobbits. Um, okay. and that's I do fine. just want to be really clear that there's two yeah. broody pictures of Hayden Christensen and one of them is much sexier than the other one. So I just like need to make sure that people don't think that I'm talking about the weird okay. one where he's got the scar on his face and he looks like deranged. Sorry. I just, uh, I just I, sorry, carry it, on. Like 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 there's like weird like there's like the lightning lighting, right? Is that the there's one that some you're sort talking of, about? Some sort of weird, yeah, I don't know. It's like he's his like, hair's being really blown angry. about. Yeah, right? yeah, his hair is being yeah. blown back. But then I think it's the one where he's like just like he's like making decisions that he can never come back from. That's the one. I do. That's the one. That's the picture. Yeah, that's that is it. his his reverse shot while Mace Windu is is holding back the lightning from Palpatine and it's Probably, yeah, and I it's melting it. Palpatine's face. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely one of those moments where George Lucas was writing and 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 he he was writing revenge of the sith and and uh going along and everybody's like okay whatever and then at some point somebody went doesn't he have to look all weird though and george was like and then the lightning rebounds off of mace windu's lightsaber and melts palpatine's face (laughs) now we'll figure it out in post and uh and it's a very weird moment to me it's always it's since the first time that i watched it that was like that might actually be the first moment where i went like are the prequels good <laughs> like sitting in that movie theater in 2000 and what was that five i i watching uh revenge of the sith for the first time and having that moment where it's like this is how you're gonna do it he melted his own face why would he do that <laughs> Why would he choose to do that? Like, yeah. like he no, knows what's not. happening to him yeah. and he keeps yeah. going. And then later is like, I've been left hideously deformed by the Jedi. No, you did that to yourself. Why would you not do that smartest, to yourself? Helped? Not the smartest. Hey, can we just talk about a very important piece of information that I just found out that yeah. Hayden Christensen and Rachel Bilson were married. And I just think that I didn't upset that. I didn't realize that. Are I they not still married? No, apparently they divorced in 2017, according oh, well, to that's a bummer. the very, very reliable source of Wikipedia. So, <laughs> I mean, know. why Wikipedia is actually a very reliable source. It's a okay. that's one of those 
that's one of those mis misnomers. It's not really a misnomer because it's not a name, but uh, Wikipedia is actually super reliable because I uh, d- try it sometime. Try going on Wikipedia, actual Wikipedia, and making and putting something well, false yeah, on Wikipedia. That's fair. It'll be gone within fifteen minutes. That's fair. Um, I, I mean that's you, true. Hey, yeah, go ahead. I just because also because I found this out like a couple days ago that Adam Brody and Leighton Meester are together. And it's just like, if, if you had to pick somebody to play Rachel, Bil- Rachel Bilson in like a movie, you would choose Leighton Meester. Well, <laughs> she's literally the sequel to Rachel Bilson, uh, right? Yeah, like, basically. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Like she plays the summer character in Gossip Girl. Yeah. yeah so totally. I yeah. just think that that's interesting. It's kind of gross actually. <laughs> yeah. I'll also there's you. a, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say that this is, this element of it is gross necessarily, but it's not, not gross. That means that there's a very big age difference between those two, isn't there? Um, okay. I don't know how old Leighton Meester is, but Adam Brody is 40. Yeah. Uh, Leighton Meester's 34. So it's six years. That's not too bad. That's, That's not, not too bad. bad. Okay. So Leighton It kind of depends on like, when they started okay, dating. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Leighton Meester is only like a, a couple days older than me, like 11 days older than me. And I would totally date Adam Brody. Like, yeah, come yeah. on. Like, that wouldn't be weird. But, Adam Brody is well within the scope of not weirdness for somebody. That but if you were 25 and he was 31, like, there, that would be a little bit more weird. Right? Yeah. Like, 35 to four, 34 to 40 is not that big of it. Like it's, it's that thing is like, as you get older, those, those gaps become less important. Yeah, it's true because you become but, more of a person when you're in your Yeah. 30s. But like, like, like no offense to 25 year olds, but, but you don't know what the hell <laughs> you're doing. Full offense, but full offense to 25 year olds. Let's be honest. No, no, absolutely no offense because when I was 25, I was stupid and did very stupid things. I, uh, but it's the, it's, the fact that we let 18 year olds make decisions for themselves is just, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, because at 18 years old, in fact, one of the most important decisions that you'll make is, which is, uh, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? That, that, uh, somehow we drill into, to teenagers heads that when they become 18 years old, really 17, cause you have to make these decisions while you're still in high school, <clears throat> you are expected to, determine what the outcome of your in like the rest of your life will be (laughs) like like you have not yet lived half of your life hopefully right like like life expectancy being around 80 to 85 you have not even yet lived half of your life yet you are expected to determine what the rest of it's gonna be that's (laughs) that and 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 you still don't have the wherewithal to determine whether or not you know you should or should not do a keg stand right (laughs) Like, I'm like that, by that how to young me... Ed Wistwick is. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Okay, come. On. He he plays Chuck Bass on. Gossip oh, okay. Girl. He's the he's the person that plays opposite. He's also a like. Well, no, I can't compare him to Adam Brody. He's much hotter than Adam Brody. Excuse you. But... Oh, come on, boy. come on, come on. Ed Wistwick and Adam Brody. Like objectively, Ed Ed Uh, Westwick is hotter than Adam Brody. But like subjectively. No, that is definitely a taste. That is definitely a taste. Yes. Uh -uh. 
I no, he is not objectively better no, no, looking no, than Adam. Here's the thing: the subjective is Penn Badgley and Adam Brody are both like on the same subjective hotness level, but there is something about Ed Westwick that is like objectively hotter. Adam Brody is way hotter than Penn Badgley. Well, okay, I mean, yes, agreed. any day of the week. But, <laughs> yes, any but, day of the week. But that is that is a much more subjective thing because. Because they're both kind of weird looking. Adam Brody and and um, uh, Zach Levi, because like we're playing within yeah. the within I mean, the Josh Schwartz first, right? I, yes, I get it. Yes. Adam and Brody and Zach Levi are in the same space, but Zach Levi, Zach Levi, hotter than Adam, Brody. hotter than anybody else we've talked about tonight. Oh, yeah. oh right? okay. But here's the thing, you know, if you want to like up it a notch, Zach Levi is hotter than Ed Westwick, so. I feel like there's this weird like lateral when you get from TV to movie land. There's like a different Look, scope of if hotness. Ed Westwood could open his eyes all of the way, you might have an <laughs> argument, but he's incapable of it. Therefore, your argument is invalid. It's invalid. No. <laughs> I love that. Adam Brody. Okay, uh, you know Ed what? Westwick, Ed Westwood is British. And I'm putting like, this on Twitter. So it then helps. he's playing with a handicap. What are you saying? Like, no offense, <laughs> no, British, British people, was- but. No, like British accents are pretty hot. I don't know. Have you listened to Henry? The accent is the only thing that makes up for for the way that they look. What? Wow. (laughs) You're going to make British people upset. I mean, just British people in general. Sure, I'll give you that one. But no, I just... As a a monolith, if we're talking about them as... I will say that the internet will be on my side if you put this out there. I am putting this out there. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to... I... Okay. Are we just going to do this between Adam Brody and Ed, Ed Westwick? Westwick? Yes, okay. because otherwise otherwise you skew the... Come on! Come on! Ed Westwick is way hotter than... I can't believe this. How do we spell Westwick? W-E-S-T... W-I-C-K. Okay. I just... I just don't think that you think... I just don't... I think that you're not objective about Adam Brody because I understand how much you like Adam Brody. And don't get me wrong! I think Adam Brody is good-looking. I very much, like, yes, very much Adam Brody's hot. Ed Westwick is better looking. Okay, I've tweeted the poll. But, okay. It's out there on Twitter. But there's other things that, like, you know, like, objective hotness. Like, both Chance Crawford and Ben McKenzie are also objectively hotter, but they're, like, in no way people that I think are hot. Like, I actually don't like Chance Crawford or Ben McKenzie. I don't think that they're very good looking. Which but one's Chance Crawford? So Chance Crawford is the is another guy on Gossip Girl. Um, the Deep? Not, yeah, The Deep. Yeah, The Deep. Chance, yeah, he's The Deep. I should have used that reference. So The Deep. Yeah. And then and then Ben McKenzie from the OC. Because again... Uh, ben McKenzie is way hotter than him, than, than, than The Deep. But... But, again, but they're on the same scale of, like, types of hotness. In the same way that Adam Brody... And no, I don't know what you are talking about. You have completely lost it. You've lost it. I don't know. You've lost it because they're not the same. Ben McKenzie is puppy dog hot. He's he's a he's a sweet little orphan puppy dog that you just want to wrap up and take home and and you know what? Okay. Okay. I am realizing that I'm speaking in Amanda terminology in which there's like a certain threshold of like, there's certain men that I know are attractive, but I'm just not attracted to them. And I feel that both Chance Crawford and Ben McKenzie 
while I get what you're saying, they both kind of don't do it for me. So in okay. different ways. And so maybe but I'm being I'm being skewed in As it's often the case with arguments that you try and make on podcasts, uh, <laughs> which is awful because they're being recorded. And so, you know, like we can go back and we can we can we can quote you verbatim. In any case, <clears throat> you are literally saying that your subjective opinion, which is that they don't do it <laughs> is, for you, is, is objective. Puts them in an empirical category together, and those two things don't make sense, Amanda. No, that but doesn't. They do. That doesn't no. work. Okay, but it does because if I was casting for a film, I understand objective hotness, even if I don't consider people hot. And like when you're looking at categories of, but casting, it's still a subjective. But it's still a subjective thing to put. What was his name? Chance Crawford? Yeah. 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 And Ben McKenzie in the same category because that category you have just defined as people I understand are objectively hot, but I don't find hot. In the statement of that, you're saying that it's objective. In this current thing, they're both like cast members of the two shows that we're talking about. Like I yeah. maxed out, I maxed out the men that I could compare from Gossip Girl and the OC. So that yeah. is the other threshold within which I'm working. Okay, here's my final question, and then we can talk about normal things. Although I will say, I would just love us to do a ratings podcast at some point in time that just talks of like hotness. Okay, okay. How hot boys are? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, and actually, Charlotte's pretty good at that too. Maybe me and Charlotte will do a little podcast while she's staying here. Anyways, um is Hayden Christensen and Adam Driver, I feel, are also similar hotness levels. No? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with yeah. you on that. Yeah. Here's the thing. But, here's the thing about the two of them. They're hot for opposite reasons. Hayden yeah. Christensen is hot Agreed. because of the way that he looks, but then he opens his mouth and you're like, I don't know if your charisma is really there, pal. <laughs> Whereas Adam Driver, you look at him and you're like, what is this man? What is this configuration of pieces? Who did this? Who's responsible? And then he opens his mouth and you're like, what is this odd, nasally, syncopated, percussive voice coming out? And why am I so attracted to it? Why does it? Why does it make me so happy to listen to? Because listening to him say... This is from, I can't remember the name of the movie. It's the one that he did with Daniel Radcliffe that I still haven't watched because I can't, it's not on any of the streaming things. So I, I'll have to rent it at some point, but I really want to watch oh, it. Oh, the, the, um, the F word or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he comes out, like this scene, it's one of the only scenes that I've seen from it where he, there's the one where they're walking down the street that's really good. But there's this other one where he comes out and Daniel Radcliffe's about to be a bummer. And he's like, he's like, oh, don't be a bummer. I just had sex. Like I, I'm having the best day of my life or something. I just had sex and I'm about to eat nachos. And he's just like the way that he says that he's about oh. to eat nachos. It's just like, yes. it's so good. It is my favorite Adam driver quote, which is why it springs to mind, but just like that, Matt, the radar technician, everything that he's ever done, everything he's ever said, his, his cameo in um, inside Lewin Davis, he doesn't, if I if I recall right, he doesn't speak. I think he might nod at one point, and then all he does in that movie is he's like because inside Lewin Davis they're folk singers, and Justin Timberlake is like a successful one, and and Oscar Isaac is not successful, 
and uh, uh, mostly because he's a crappy person, so he can't manage anything. I, I, and, and Justin Timberlake has like invited him to come record on this track. And Adam driver is another singer that's also recording on this track. And it's like this weird 1960s, like, like pop folk thing about, about being launched into outer space. I, about like the space program. Right. And I, and Adam driver's whole thing in that scene is that he's like he's he's the background background singer and he's not even singing. He just goes outer space in the background oh gosh, of the song. I think I've, I think I've seen that. I thought it's, I feel like I thought that was a parody. Okay. He's intoxicating in that scene and he is so far from the focus of it. The his purpose in that scene is that he's like his his presence annoys the hell out of oscar isaac lewin davis right like he just just because like lewin davis is this like genius he's like he's so talented but he's really troubled and that and it causes problems for him and he's emotionally stunted and blah blah blah, whatever watch it it's an it's a fantastic movie it's a coen brothers movie um and and the whole purpose of adam driver in that scene is just to be like is just for oscar isaac to look over when this happens and be like i'm sorry what just happened but like he has to keep going with the song and it's it, it's that yeah. scene is worth watching that movie for. Oh, gotcha. Hey, um, I, I found the Chance Crawford like comparison to the OC is okay. Cam Gigandon, who um a, pay, played some random dude on the OC. Well, apparently he was in like a whole season. Ken or Kevin, Kevin Volchuk. I don't remember who that person was but he's i know him because he's the the dude from twilight <laughs> so but he's 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 the same like type of hotness as chance uh, the oc okay sorry who is this person cam gigandon and it's just that when i'm searching for it's just like the people also searched for they come up as this like beautiful like faces of all these beautiful people at the top so that's just why yeah. i come across these people okay but cam, cam like cam gigantic and chance crawford could be compared See, yes they could be compared for sure they yeah they look they look like they should be models and not actors yeah the two I mean, of them. uh-huh it's yeah. fair i just have to say like that 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 whole scene with the deep talking to his abs has got to be like it's just so great on the boys yes on the boys yeah anyways yeah Man, who else can we talk about and objectify on this podcast? Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. I mean, I love, I love that that I uh, it it started with two women, right? I mean, yes. It started with Leighton Meester and Rachel Bilson. That's where we started, and we so quickly got off of that and started talking <laughs> about the boys, not the boys, the TV show, but the, the, the pretty like, boys, the the boys around them. Um, yes, they they. I I'm sure that there are probably listeners who are questioning uh, <laughs> my sexuality, but uh, don't worry. I think that, no, I think that you just like underestimate how much I like talking about hot boys. <laughs> I like talking about hot boys too. Yeah, no, I know. I meant we, the podcast it, look, and it eventually got to Adam Driver and Oscar Isaac, which it is did, which, which then which is definitely in my wheelhouse of hot boys to talk about. So and everybody will notice that I'm not comparing Oscar Isaac to anybody because he's incomparable. So he is, there is, there is no other, like, there like, is no uh, other. It's just Oscar Isaac. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's just Oscar Isaac, and then there's everybody else. Basically. There's everybody else. I'll give you that. It's it is one of those things where it's like uh, the Earth is however many billions of years old. The galaxy is a ten billion year whatever it is years old, uh, and you just you're lucky enough to live at the same time as Oscar Isaac. I don't know. Like congratulations. Everybody should be, everybody should be really excited. I would like yeah. to know. I mean, I feel like maybe this will get some feedback because I would like to know if other people think that Oscar Isaac can be compared to anybody. I feel like there's got to be somebody that could compare to Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, like (sighs) Brad Pitt back in the day, like if like if 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 we're not worrying about like about the time period i would say like brad pitt in like the early 90s like like interview with a vampire brad pitt i think <laughs> no, you man, could make like an the, argument the no um whatchamacallit the like everybody down on the floor the oh come on the they fly off the cliff in the thelma and louise brad pitt that one yeah I, yeah interview that, with i mean a that's vampire, before that i don't know interview with a vampire brad pitt is so weird like well, that movie, like that. Don't 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 think about that movie specifically, but just like yeah, but, where no, he but was. No, he had to have long hair for so long. <laughs> just like there's so many yeah. photos of him with that hair. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't. Mm, I don't know if I would. Anyways, I again, I won't. I won't try to compare Oscar Isaac with anybody right now. But I. Will I just think like it because because what you're when you when you're talking about Oscar Isaac, it's amazing that Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver are in the same movie uh, uh twice like on, on on more than one occasion um yeah. and it's it, because i think they both have a very similar quality which is that they just have this unbelievable charisma that even when and if you look at their filmographies they play a lot of awful awful people that are just like like whether they're they're straight up bad guys or they're weird or just like their behavior is reprehensible or there's something about them that that is unrelatable you still zero in on them mm-hmm. in a way that few actors can accomplish like like to throw like Chris Pratt out there as an actor who definitely has a charisma and is definitely a lot of fun in a lot of things um, and very likable. Um, we're not going to talk about the current controversy surrounding him, but, but just in terms of like, like likability um, on the surface, that's definitely there. But then also there are a lot of Chris Pratt performances that are real stinkers that you're like, poof, man, I don't want to watch any more of this. Right. And um, like, I would put Jurassic, the the two Jurassic world films in that category of like, Chris Pratt does not save this. He does not like, like, whereas if you, I think if Jurassic world were everything that it is, which is, or fallen kingdom, which they're both very, very poorly written films. I, uh, if everything was exactly the same, but you replaced Chris Pratt with Oscar Isaac Ooh. in that, it would be like night and day. It would, you would huh. be like, I don't care. I don't care about any of this movie's faults because look at him, right? He these photos um, in Dune are so great. Like he's just like, oh my god, oh my gosh. It is a tragedy that we're not getting that movie in um, within the next month. We were supposed to be seeing that movie very soon. Ah, uh, hey, we've man, talked. I realized I realized that we've talked about this before because I'm pretty sure that we've ranked the Chris's before, like the Evans, Hemworth, Pratt, Pine, 
And I feel like there's yeah. one other in there, but it's like there's a good Chris comparison. Do you want to do that right now? Because I'll do that right now. I feel like I'm going to call an audible and say that the first thing that we were going to talk about, we're not going to talk about. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to. It's going to bring us down. <laughs> okay. We're in. This is way more fun than what we had planned. <laughs> okay. Um. So let's 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 absolutely rank the. Chris's. Let's rank the Chris's. I love this yeah. podcast so much. I'm having I so think, much fun. Okay. I think that in light of this, what's the church life song church or something like that? I think that Chris Pratt is connected with that is like uh, homophobic and anti-trans. Well, I mean, Chris, and all I mean the, yeah, Chris Pratt cannot. It's can, all of the bad things that you yeah. would expect a church to yeah. be. And he is associated with it. And um, I, I will say a lot of people have stood up for his character. And I think that that, does mean something i do also think that it's bad form to be associated with with a church that is associated with homophobic and uh, mm-hmm. uh bigotry just let's just let's just use just the word me, bigotry to cover me feel it. a little bit icky so oh we don't need to talk about chris pratt but let's well, we, we just, put him, just put him at the bottom of the list he's just at the bottom of the list but there's got to be a different chris that we can talk about them too is there like a, a fifth chris like i uh, well, I mean, so so what what Chris's do we have? So the ones that we had previously are Pines, Evans, Hemsworth, Pratt, and Pratt. I um, I'm just gonna Google famous. I I am trying to Chris's. do that too. Famous Chris's. Nope, I misspelled that and got famous chairs. Uh, I mean, Christopher Walken does show up. So Christopher Walken does show up. Famous okay. Chris's. Okay. I, I feel like I'm going to remember a famous Chris and then I'm going to be sad that I couldn't like think of it on command. Yeah. Uh, but it who, is, it I don't is, know who these people are. You don't I don't know who any of person. these famous Chris's are. Okay. And some of them are very old men. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of old man Chris's. There's also a lot of generic white boy Chris's. Oh, yeah. Christian Bale. Does so, Christian Bale count as a Chris? I mean, if you're, if you yeah, want to stretch. I don't. If you need to, if you need to replace, uh, <laughs> I want to replace Chris Pratt because I feel like it's unfair that he automatically loses. I mean, he does automatically lose. I'm not going to say that, like, but it's like maybe we could be more objective with a different Chris. But yeah, okay. we can just rank those three. We'll I mean, yeah, I, yes, we can just Fine, rank those Emmons, three. Evans and Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. see, now this is hard. Okay, but Chris Evans wins, right? Yeah, Chris Evans I, wins. Yeah, Chris Evans wins. So then it's just figuring out between Pine and Hemsworth. It's really just between Pine and Hemsworth. And... <sighs> it's hard, God, this is, this is hard. This is difficult. This is difficult. I just... Mm, I... Mm, okay. I want to know what you say. You say... You, you let me know. I... I... Let's... Oh, I don't know if that's actually think- easier because now that we've narrowed it down to three, right? We've removed, mm-hmm. we've removed the fourth Chris. Yeah. I, uh, we can do, we can do Mary. Uh, uh, what's the, how, how do we say this without swearing? Is it Mary Boff screw, kill? Screw, I think screw that's, Mary kill? Can yeah. You say screw? Screw is we can say screw, screw, Mary kill. Screw <laughs> sounds a little bit uh, crass, but that's all right. I, uh, uh, yes, it does. Yeah, I felt like that was intentional. It, what was your word? That was a euphemism. Boff. I think it's like a. Boff? I think it's like a. I think it's like a British thing. Okay. 
<laughs> I've never heard it before. But I don't know. That makes it harder because their rankings are different. Oh, yeah. It, Urban know. Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Kill, boff, marry. Oh, okay. Uh, a game popularized by the TV show 30 Rock. Played by two or more people. Game participants trade off selecting three individuals. They may be living, dead, and or fictional. Uh, ah. For the other participants. You know what? Okay, here we go. Here's the here's the new fourth Chris. Christopher Reeves. There you oh. go. You want to throw him in there? Because we can go living living or dead. I mean, that's fair. But I mean, I don't want to play my cult with him. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally swore on the podcast. <laughs> you did. <laughs> 118. I have to note it. I have to write it down. It It has to go in my notes. Oh, I can put a timeline footnote, actually. There you go. I'm sorry that I caused you editing work, but it's such a famous game. I have to say it correctly. Kill Boff Mary or Boff Mary Kill. Come on. I'm not uh, saying that. Amanda cussed at 118. That's the note. But come on, it's been almost like six years. That's pretty good. I don't think I've sworn previously on the podcast. I don't so. know that you have. Um, okay, so okay, so between the three, between Evans, Pine, Hemsworth, Hemsworth. how are you going to do it? Oh, how are you going to uh, do it? No, see, because this changes it. Okay, so I have to first tell you then, because I feel bad that I'm going to do this. So my hottest ranking does go, then it's going to go Evans, Pine, and Hemsworth. But yeah. straight up, Pine is the one that I would kill, and then I would I would marry um, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. and then um, you have to I, say it. I don't want to say Bob. It's so stupid. <laughs> I I mean, you can use whatever euphemism you Bob, you Bob, prefer. Boff Boff Hemsworth Hemsworth though, obviously <laughs> Hemsmith Hemsmith. I, I don't remember his name. Anyways, what about you? Yeah, I mean. I don't know when it comes to hotness rankings. I don't like, I, I, I have to say that Hemsworth is hotter than pine. I got to do it. I got to do it. I mean, he's, he's more boffable than pine. Have you? Yeah. Yes. When it comes to the, when it comes to the, the, the boff, Mary kill, I think that you, I think you, I think you have the definitive answer. I don't think that there is another answer. And I feel really bad for Chris pine in this conversation because we don't want to, but we're being forced. Right. But I, but, and then straight up though, like, because I think overall, I always really struggle between Chris Pine and Chris Evans Mm -hmm. in terms of like them both being lovely Chris's that I find genuinely attractive in both ways. Because here's the other thing too, Chris Hemsworth, (laughs) not my type. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Nobody can here, I'm gonna throw a wrench in it though. Face. No one can say that with a straight face. <laughs> I'm gonna but. throw a wrench in this though. Yes. Okay. Both of us immediately jump to Chris Evans and say Mary. Yeah, because it's Chris Evans. Because it's Chris Evans. But I'm gonna I'm as the only one in this conversation who's actually married uh yeah, and, and has maintained a long term relationship. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say that with, with my experience being married. Uh, I don't know that I could keep it up with him. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, is he, is like high maintenance. His standard is so high that it would make you feel a little bit like 
that you had to do just so many things better in life. Yeah, and I don't know that it's not challenge you to rise to be the best version of yourself. He would, he would for sure. But I, I think, I think that I would get that with with any of the three. Okay. Like, let's be clear on that. I they think would that they're all make me go to the gym in ways people. that I probably should. Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably should. But more. I just, I don't like, I don't, I don't feel like I could live up to Chris Evans. I just couldn't do it. But I, I don't like. To. I think that but I would always I would feel like to. I was letting him down. I mean, you know what yeah, I mean. That's true. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't marry you unless he really loved you. So. Yeah. Uh, Well, here, here, this is the other thing is is, that you have to look at is like Chris Evans. uh, Where's the long term relationship there? Because he's not married. Is he with anyone right now? I don't know. I hope he's with this girl that he took a photo of on his Instagram with a dog. It was really cute. It seems like she rescues dogs, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Chris Evans and this this like dog rescue lady should be together. I really hope she's not a member of his family because that could happen too. Sometimes he knows the members of his family. But. Um, yeah, like, so uh, is Chris Evans married? Let's see what the Metro has to say about this. Oh, I know. This. Definitely he's not married. He's not. But I but have... this is this is breaking down his his uh, his dalliances, his, ah, his various relationships. Okay. Uh, so he has dated What's the been... likes of Giselle Bundchen and Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock? Oh, Sandra Bullock! That's what, exciting. That, okay. Why he's, did I didn't know that. But he's thirty nine. He's thirty nine. He's not that Don't much older aged. than us. Don't be aging. And he's dated Sandra Bullock, which is interesting. Uh, I mean, like, good for him. Good, good for her. She's, for sure. She's great. I love Sandra Bullock. She's fantastic. Yeah, no, I love Sandra Bullock too. But what I'm saying is, like, is that there's a very big age, age difference there. there. He dated true. he dated Jessica Biel for 5 years between 2001 and 2006. She then went on to marry Justin Timberlake. Uh, but I will that. say that Jessica Biel and Chris Evans are like the epitome of early 2000s romances. That doesn't in any way Is that way true? Me. I No, okay. I no, I had no idea that they dated. But when you go okay. back to your brain to the early 2000s sure. and you're like Chris Evans and Jessica Biel. Yeah, it makes sense. I Rumors of Chris Evans and Lily James dating emerged in July as the pair was spotted together in London. When is this article from? <laughs> this is from this is from September fifteenth of oh, this year. So we're relative. we are current. What are you? This is current you events. Reading? You're reading the Metro. What? Are, how do you? Metro.co.uk. If you want salacious gossip you gotta go to the brits for it i didn't know that i didn't i mean i guess the i guess i get that you should go to the brits but i didn't know that the metro was the place to go so it's just the first one that popped up in the google search Uh, usa today asked chris what he was doing in the capital but he declined to go into specifics only saying he was taking meetings cool boy who has Chris Evans dated in the past? Kate Bosworth, Jessica Biel, Giselle Bunchen, Emmy Rossum, Christina Ricci, Minka Kelly. Oh man, Chris Evans and Minka Kelly, those babies would be beautiful. Oh man. Uh, Kristen Cavallari, Amy Smart, Diana Agron, Sandra Bullock. That was in 2012. Wow. Wow. Right on. Uh, Lily yeah. Collins, and then 2016, uh, Jenny Slate. Uh, Oh, maybe this, when was this originally published? Don't be doing that to me, the Metro. 
I don't know. Well, do you, I don't know. Maybe it's... Matt and Lily met on the set of 2016 horror comedy film Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. No, wait. Who's that about? I Matt was gonna Smith. say that's not. I was gonna say that's about Matt Smith. That's not. Wait, Matt uh, Smith who has Lily, Lily James Johnson? dated is is what it says Lily at the James? end. Sorry. Uh, gotcha. I. What, yeah. This is. This article is confusing because this then says that they dated in 2015, but it acts like this article is from Tuesday, 15th of September, 2020. I hate the way that they do dates in the UK. It's wrong. Um, I have so many good like comparisons of these because I feel like for like equal opportunity thirsters that we could do a female version of this and I'm coming up with some really good. Okay, good. I was hoping that you would do that because yeah. I can't do it, right? Oh, oh I guess, yeah, the, that's fair. The tables can be turned in yeah. in in the year 2020, but we're not we're not far along. What 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 wave of feminism are we currently in? Third or fourth? Oh, because uh, I, I think it's going to be like sixth or seventh wave feminism before uh, guys can objectify women without getting called out. But I see, right? I feel like we have to, it's an equal opportunity podcast for objectification. No, now that, and now so. that we've, now that we've done the, the boys for sure. Yeah. Like, I think that, I think yeah. that we have, we've, we've covered our bases there and we've talked about a yeah. lot of very pretty boys. We've definitely hit that, the high points. I, uh, now, now we can safely transition into talking about the ladies, but I, uh, but notice my language is that when I say we talk about the boys, I'm very like I'm. Say I'm girls. Yeah, it's. I don't say the girls. I say the ladies because the ladies deserve more respect than the boys. The boys don't res- deserve respect. <laughs> That's where we're at right now in the year 2020. Uh, okay. Boys are still boys, and they don't they don't get to be anything else yet. That's fair. Uh, A lot of boys, but are the ladies boys. are but the ladies, and not what the best. And I just like have you listened to the song "The Boys." By what is it, Charlie XXI or whatever? No. Oh, it's. Beautiful. I only listen to the songs that I have purchased on iTunes, and oh, okay. uh, so it's a lot of uh, old music. I okay. am, I am firmly in that stage of my life where I don't listen to new music anymore. Okay, so I think you should after this, or before okay. we are done the podcast, because we won't get it. But it's it's Charlie XCX, and it's called Boys, and it's just this beautiful like amalgamation of all these different boys and i will say that one of the things that i like and i I think about this a lot in terms of like it's a it's a thunderquack podcast so we can't get somewhat we have to get somewhat political because i often think about this like the like like because object i like to admire beautiful men and i understand Mm -hmm. that men like to admire beautiful women but that there's a very big bias in society in which there's like a like it's you know it's frowned upon to objectify women yeah. Rightly so, because of power dynamics. And I have to say that we've talked about this before when we talked about the Justin Trudeau thing and how people were objectifying Justin Trudeau. And you're like, well, the difference between that is that he's a man in power and his beauty is not going to become a compromising, like, like people aren't going to think lesser of him because people objectify. Like, it's there's a lot of power dynamics that go along with, yeah. with stuff like this. And so, but one of the things that I think is so beautiful and why I love being a girl and talking about boys is super... Uh, it like um exemplified by the charlie xc uh i don't even know how you say her name charlie xcx i don't i don't know um it's probably probably say it a certain way but um 
is that the video has all sorts of different types of body types and of ethnicities and of like personalities. And it's just this beautiful celebration of like cute boys. And there, and the, the, the thing with that is like, there is Maroon 5 did an okay job of that too. Like the, he, he has a song about girls, right. As well. Um, where I don't remember, but it's the one where it's like circling around him and like, it's a bunch of like famous women that are like singing that he's singing with, um, which I, which I like as well. And like, that's like a good sort of wholesome, like, sure. Like look at all these like awesome women, but like when it comes to, I just feel like women are more for like, I say the term object, right? Like that there's like less objective beauty standards in a way because women just, that thing that we talk about, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but like the idea that like you see tropes all the time in movies of really hot women dating otherwise schlubby dudes, right? Where it's like these dudes that are kind of like the protagonists of the film and then they like date like these Yeah, really yeah. Hot they, people, it's right? the it's the the Kevin yeah. James effect, yeah. right? Where it's and, like and, Kevin James is somehow married to Leia Remini, yeah. who's like yeah. incredibly hot and he yeah. is a big fat. Yeah. And it's like, you just do not see the opposite of that. Yeah. There are very few shows in which the female is in some way overweight or otherwise ugly and she ends up with a really hot guy. And the examples very specifically of these are the show, um, um, so, uh, Amy Schumer's movie, uh, she thinks she's pretty or how so pretty or, um, And then there's another, there's the other one um, that, uh, like, isn't it romantic, right? And in both of those, the guys that they end up with are not disproportionately good looking to who they are as, like, people. And it's just, it bothers me a little bit that, like, there's this shtick. I don't know if you watched Isn't It Romantic, but it's it's Rebel Wilson. And then the guy that's like a super annoying comedian, but he's kind of funny. Um, he's from pitch perfect and he played again, he played against her in pitch perfect as well. Um, but he's like this sort of like over the top comedian comedic guy. That's kind of annoying. And then also Mm -hmm. Chris and Chris Hemsworth is in the movie as well. And it's like the, the shtick is that she like that Chris Hemsworth loves her. And like, that's the thing that she's in this rom-com in which Chris, Chris Hemsworth is the guy that she's going to end up with. And then she, she doesn't, she ends up with the schlubby dude who's like, great. He's, he's kind, he's lovely. He's a nice guy. And that's but why did they have to cast a schlubby dude to play the nice guy? It's like, yeah. Like, why don't they, why? And it's because people are already asking. It's like, it has to do with like audiences, right? We're already asking like people to watch a movie about like a woman and like about, and it's like, well, it's like so unrealistic. Like this wouldn't make right. Where it's like, there's just like so much more forgiven. Anyways, I know that that's not like a deep critical analysis of stuff, but it's like, I would like you to show me one movie in which a really hot dude ends up with an otherwise average looking girl. And maybe it's just the girls clean up prettier than boys do. Like, there's certain things that you can do to otherwise average girls to make them look quite pretty with like a certain amount of like primping. So maybe there's something there that I'm being unfair to. Anyways, let's get into objectifying some women is what I'm saying. But before we do, I just want to correct myself because I did call Kevin James a big fat fat guy and I'm not really correcting myself. I don't want that to sound like I'm fat shaming anybody as like bodies are bodies. You are who you are, whatever. 
I, when I say Kevin James is a big fat fat guy, what I mean is that he is the type of guy who uses that as a joke, right? Like, yeah, like, and, and in sitcoms, in like he's right? the, he's the guy who like falls over and breaks a chair, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, that's what I meant when I said that. So I didn't want that to come off as like me right. fat shaming anybody. Like, that's not to me, like, I, that's not important. It's mm-hmm. Kevin James can play whatever characters he wants. But it's, um, it's, but very much in, you're using it to typify like a certain kind of like, um, like a Chris Farley, like a, Kevin like James, joke. like Paul Blart, Mall Cop, Beverly Hills Ninja. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do a, do a goofy thing and then trip over my own foot and fall through a paper wall. Right. Like, like that sort of like, they're just, it's a very specific type of comedy that like, if you can't tell it from my tone, I don't. When I was a kid, I definitely thought it was funny. When I was like 12, I thought it was hilarious. As an adult, I can't fathom why anyone over the age of 13 would go see a Paul Blart movie. And yet they made two of them. Like it, it, no, it, I, it I astounds don't. me, but yeah. anyways, I do also, and it all just plays into that. Like, like as long as you're funny, you, then you can, can do you whatever. Can, yeah. yeah. You don't have to be Chris Hemsworth, but, but to your point, that doesn't, count for women right like and 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 further your point like like when you say like women have more um there's more malleability there because because women can do their hair nice and uh wear a lot of makeup and wear a, a a sexy outfit and there's like there's more leeway there whereas with a guy uh i i think in order to make a guy hot they have to be cut Right. Like they like, like it's just there's of... something like but here's the thing too. Like Adam Devine is the name of the guy that I was talking about that's in the yes. pitch perfect. And he actually is yeah. quite good looking. Like he's pretty good looking, but he plays a type that you're specifically supposed to be slightly turned off by. Like in it's specifically yeah. like he did a whole like my in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which fun, fun movie. But he plays the like idiot between him and Zach Efron's character, right? Yeah. Like He's there as the idiot, like that you still like see yourself as a regular Joe. You can watch that movie and be like, I get the hot girl, right? And there's a movie like When We First Met that I quite enjoy that he's actually the lead of, in which he doesn't get the girl at the end, but he gets an equally hot girl. So it's like, I get that he as a as like an actor plays with these tropes in interesting ways. So it's like, but still, I don't know if you have if you, have you seen When We First Met? I love that movie. It's got um uh, Robbie Amell in it and uh no it's super fun he goes back and relives he like relives the day that he met the girl that then oh i think i remember the trailer from that one yeah he then and then she met she met robbie mel like the next day and it's just it's so much it's so in the trailer like it shows like it's like they they meet at halloween or something right yeah yeah yeah, they meet at a halloween party yeah and then she's like oh it's so good to have a friend or whatever it's like yeah yeah Yeah. and then he becomes her you know what that's why I didn't watch it that right there in the trailer, because whenever you get into that friend zone stuff, it just like, it's but, like that to but, me is one of those things. The, and that's but. the one, the one redeeming part of when we first met mm-hmm. that I, and I mean, to ruin the movie for you is, yeah, is I mean, it's that, a romantic comedy, you can't, that, but, 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 but the thing is, no, no, no. The thing that I really like about it is that he does not get her in the end. Like yeah. that's the, the, like the good part of the movie is that they show that it's like, no dude, you're not supposed to get this really beautiful girl who wants to be your friend. You guys are such good friends. 
and she's in love with this other guy. Why are you being an a-hole? And then, and like the whole thing is that there's this peripheral friend that's like her friend and he doesn't get along. And anyways, it turns out that they're very good together. So it's like, it just, it just is like sort of this interesting, I, I, it was. I would, I would love to see in the same way that you're saying, like, like, like show me the movie where the, the, uh, schlubby woman or uh not you know like typically attractive woman gets the hot guy and it's not just played for jokes mm-hmm. i would love to see a movie like a like a buddy movie like a like a dumb and dumber or yeah. or like a i i planes trains and automobiles like 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 a movie that is about two friends yeah. and that's what the movie's about it's not about falling in love it's not about oh, what but that, right? are, but that are about idiot women no but that's a that's a guy and a girl oh <laughs> like that, that could be fun. i mean that could be fun because yeah. it because the there are many movies that start that way but it always ends with and then they got married and had kids and you know became breeders yeah, yeah. right yeah. like like <laughs> it always ends in the same like like typical like like i i you know, like generic, uh, heterosis <laughs> story, right? Like it's always, that's always the end point. That's always where, and that's why, that's why that conversation becomes toxic because that's how we're raised by media, right? Is to believe that, well, like guys can't be friends with girls. And it's like, I would, I would say that the last eight, nine years of us podcasting together, it 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 proves the point that I can be friends with a woman. Like it's 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 not. Of, yeah. I yeah. I don't think that's news to anybody, right? Like it shouldn't be at least. But we're told by media that it's impossible, right? That like oh no, and eventually it doesn't, it doesn't happen nonchalantly. Like so few things. I actually so my fallback, like show and for as problematic as it is, when you look back on it, Friends has actually aged rather well. Except for, you know, the homosexual, like homo. The homophobic jokes. Homophobic yeah. jokes and the, and the. Sexism. It's a product of its time. But it's a product of its time. But it's also, not malicious. Like, it's just where it, we were at as a society. Just, yeah. I will say that there are not as many Ross and Phoebe relationships as I would like to see in society. Because mm. there's just some beautiful, like in the latter seasons, there's actually some like great, like Ross and Phoebe stuff. And it's just like their, their relationship is so non-sexual. And I will really point like out. That. I will point out that in the in the um I uh, the one where they almost I think that's the name of the episode yeah. the one where they flash back to before Rachel shows up to that to her it's I think it's Rachel's bachelorette party it's the night of her bachelorette party so it's like oh. it's like a couple months before or like well something just fell over in the office uh it's like the month before um and there is a moment where they like right after Ross finds out that oh Rachel I can't remember married. his wife's name no oh, no Carol. Oh, no Carol. his because he's married Carol. right Carol yeah yeah that Carol. Carol's gay yeah. Phoebe's the first one that he tells right and they almost have sex on the pool table in the bar that becomes the oh, coffee house yeah but I write that episode off as them just being like why can't you just have a relationship between a man and a woman that's not sexual. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. wrote that out of my head. Damn it, Mike! Is there no? <laughs> there are no examples. There are no examples it's, of platonic friendship that are like 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 main character platonic friendships. 
because I feel like sometimes they put them in in peripheries. Um, does everybody in doesn't doesn't D have a good relationship with at least some of the guys in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> or can we just not use that? I <laughs> I haven't watched enough of It's Always Sunny. I was actually I was about to I was about to go to Community and say that that um, Annie and Abed never oh, yeah. they have a good never have that moment, but they do because in the in the season two finale when he becomes Han Solo in the, at the, oh, the second half of yeah. that paintball episode, yeah. but yeah. it's totally one-sided and it's actually not Abed, right? She like <laughs> Annie, yeah, it's... just to, to play into the trope of Annie always falling for these guys that tell her what <laughs> oh, to yeah. do. Oh is yeah. That, I that, that. Like, which it like kind of breaks her out of that a little bit. Right. Cause yeah. Cause it, it is very much like where she's like, she's becoming very attracted to Abed because he's acting like Jeff because Jeff acts like Han Solo. Right. <laughs> yeah, like it so it's uh yeah, it's so good, man. Community is the best TV show ever made. Uh, it's, I can't go an episode without saying it. It must be true. Let's objectify <laughs> some ladies. Okay. <laughs> Give me your list. Uh, I was just writing them down cause I just forgot that. Okay. So um, one of them is, um, because we were talking about her and we're not going to actually talk about her on this podcast. So I had to include her in this list. Um, is okay. Rosar- Rosario Dawson, okay. Zoe, Zoe Saldina and Michelle Rodriguez. Saldana, yeah. Okay. And, uh, sorry, Sal- <laughs> Saldana and Michelle Rodriguez. Okay. That's who, that Zoe Saldana is easily at the top of that list. Oh, okay. Easily, easily. Okay. I'm I'm also very bad at this because women all look the same to me. Yeah. This is this is no good. I can't Sorry. leave you in charge of this. Sorry. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna like, oh, look at these attractive ladies. Also, please do me a favor and pick three less relevant women, but okay. anyways. I they're all in stuff, but like if you were to if you were to go to any guy and go like like what's who are the who are the the five hottest women on the planet? Uh, Zoe Saldana might make the list. She might make <laughs> okay. the list. Okay, but I would say like maybe three or four years ago she might have made the list. I, I don't love know if she Michelle Rodriguez. I love Come Michelle on. Rodriguez too, but I don't think she's gonna make that list. Maybe she would make that list in like two thousand and three. Maybe I guess so. Fine. When did the first uh, Fast and Furious come out? Two thousand. Sure. But I couldn't think of anybody to include in the Rachel Wilson, Leighton Meester category because I wanted to compare those two and then throw somebody else in there. But I, again, I'm not, I'm not good at like <laughs> ranking women. I guess. The first Fast and Furious is 2001. Uh, well, Fernanda okay. Brewster? Well, let's take this, let's take this out of my hands. Okay. okay. And out of your hands and let's let okay. Google do the work. Uh, 2020. I'm doing this on my work computer. I probably shouldn't. (laughs) Hottest Hottest women of 2020. Uh, Okay, okay. I thought thought for a really long time about that one, Mike. I've been thinking about it for like the last 20 minutes. And I was like, I appreciate appreciate that you've been thinking about it. (laughs) Ugh, I'm not going to. I don't want to click into any of these Amelia, Amelia Clark, Margot Robbie, and Blake Lively. That's a good list. There you go. That's a good list. That's a good yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie is the hottest. Really? Yeah. 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 I yeah. Think Blake I think Lively for sure. No, Margot Robbie. A hundred and ten percent. And I All guarantee right. you, 
if you family feuded this one and you you asked a hundred guys, uh, that ninety of them would say Margot. Would they Margot Robbie? Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Have you seen The Wolf of Wall Street? No. Have you seen that movie? No. So no? maybe okay. I don't understand Margot Robbie. Yeah. But I did watch I... the big short in which she's in a in a bathtub. So. I feel like there's some objectification. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, 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 I'm. Sh- I don't remember that scene specifically, but I might be conflating it with stuff. It's where, it's where, it's like, but. it's like, it's, it's where nobody will listen to the boring information. So, um, Ryan Gosling gets you to listen to it in a. Hey, we should do the Ryan comparison after this. Mm. Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, and I'm sure there's another one somewhere in there. <laughs> Sorry. Let's we'll continue to talk about women. Okay, yeah, Margot uh, Margot Robbie, Blake Lively, and Amelia Clark. Oh, I remember this scene now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just explains it in yeah. the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. while drinking champagne. I uh, yeah, and I mean like like it like when you rank these, I think that the hotness and talent are actually the exact same list. If we want to go like who's the hottest oh, and like who's the best actress, it's Margot yeah. Robbie, Amelia Clark, Blake Lively. That's huh. That's the okay. list. Interesting. Okay. What now, what's your if, what's your boff Mary Kill list of those? This is see, this one is hard because I don't I don't think that I know enough about them as people. Okay. Um but I Just will you know. say Margot Robbie is is oh man, this is tough. This is tough. I feel like Blake Lively is probably the one that you marry. Yeah. And I'm going to say that based on the fact that she is married to Ryan Reynolds and they've had a very healthy relationship. Of course. And then uh, you can think, then you can like imagine that you are also Ryan Reynolds or Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. I was like, did I get the right Ryan? Well, yeah, exactly. Amelia Clark you get to be Ryan looked, Reynolds in that, in that scenario. Amelia Clark looks uh, marriageable because she's so smiley. No, Amelia Clark would get on your nerves so fast. Okay. So fast. <laughs> so fast. It's funny. She's okay. the only one that's in a Star War, and I'm gonna say she's she. I I would kill Amelia Clark. Oh. Sorry, sorry, that Amelia Clark. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I want it. I want it to be really clear. Just like with the Chris's, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Right. I no. If, um. And also, we understand that we are nerds on a podcast objectifying beautiful people. I just want to make yeah. sure that everybody understands that we're fully aware that yeah. Yeah. this is. This is what nerds get made fun of on the internet for doing. And we have just spent an entire podcast doing exactly what gives us a bad name. I'm very impressed if people have continued to listen this far. Is that really? I'm just is that is that what gives nerds a bad name? I don't know. Yeah. Who are you talking to about this? Stuff? <laughs> I feel like that's why I think it's I think it's fighting name. about whether or not I, I, uh, a Star Destroyer has three or five engines. No, I think that's the thing that people make fun that. of nerds for. Nobody pays attention to that part of it. What they pay attention to is the stuff that they can easily understand that you're talking about and that they think that you're ridiculous for talking about it. Nobody cares if you fight over the semantics of stuff that's within a show because people don't understand what that is. Because people, if you say Star Destroyer, they don't understand that you're talking about Star Wars, right? But if you're talking about Amelia Clark and whether or not you would marry her, people are like, oh my God, you nerd. She wouldn't even look at you. Right? That's what I don't think that that's the right use of the word nerd. I don't, I don't, because I think that that's a very mundane thing to do is to rank hot people. I think that that's more of a jock thing than anything. 
This is also what nerds get made fun of for is arguing semantics on the internet. Yeah, so, I'm not arguing okay. semantics so much as I'm saying that you're just wrong. But okay, I mean, uh, potato, potato. <laughs> I mean, as always, the internet exists and and can and will. They will talk to us about what we're talking. Why don't you do a Game of Thrones? Why don't you do a Game of Thrones ranking? Lena Headley, Amelia Clark, and Macy Williams, or Sophie? No, Sophie Turner, because I don't want you to. Yeah, do Sophie Turner, Williams. please. Yeah, Sophie uh, Turner. <laughs> Even then, even Sophie Turner, you're still in difficult territory. She's dating a Jonas brother, and by dating, I know, but it's about the age. It's about their ages. You put me in a compromising position. You have a lot more leeway than I do, Amanda. I mean, I guess I can get in a lot more trouble uh, if anybody were listening to this podcast. Joe Jonas is 31 years old. That's okay. I didn't know that Sophie Turner was married to Joe Jonas. I thought she was married to the younger one. Oh no, the younger one is married to. Here's the here's the real answer to your question, uh, to like our question, I suppose, of who's hotter, Adam Brody or Ed Westwick. Uh, This poll has been up for 50 minutes and not a single person has voted. Because nobody cares about those two. So I think the real answer is no one cares. That's the real answer is 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 you are dumb for asking this. And for with well, the place where we started in this conversation uh, is fruitless because everybody else just thinks that we're irrelevant and old now. I mean, um, that's fair. Oh, yeah. I was like, does any do anybody does anybody care about Adam Brody or Ed Westwick in the like common ethos? I'm now trying to find. Yeah, hey, I don't I think in the year 2020, him? nobody cares. What can you compare Jason Momoa with Oscar Isaac? No, that's those are those are two very different classes. I guess those are two very different classes of men. What about Henry? Jason Momoa is fantastic. I, I, he's a wonderful human being. But I mean, like, I think you're putting you're putting Jason Momoa to Chris Hemsworth. Yes, you can compare those. Those Those are definitely comparable. Yes. Because those are those are a couple of uh, very funny, beautiful meat men. Uh, <laughs> but meat men. I, love I wouldn't I wouldn't put Oscar Isaac in that category. Okay, he's not a meat man. No. That's fair. no. Okay. Um, do we have actual things to talk about in this podcast? I feel like we were going to talk about one other thing. We were going to talk about one other thing. We were going to talk about uh, about Songbird. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. The trailer. Um, who has KJ Appa in it? Who also could Ufta. be on certain lists. What? Oh, KJ Appa is definitely at the top of current lists. Uh, like, he is. But, he's going to be in top fives for sure. Really? He's half the reason to watch uh, Riverdale. And like, I feel like the Sprouse dude is is hotter than KJ Apa. I I think that once again you have specific tastes, <laughs> and those specific tastes are are you think are are empirical, and they are not. Uh, oh, no, KJ no, no. Apa is. Again, I objectively understand that KJ Apa is hotter. He was cast as the lead. I get it. Okay. Also, they're all very young, so it makes me feel gross. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure the Sprouse was the Ben in the show that I relate way more to the yes. the adults on Friends than I do to the young child. That so, is in like two episodes. Yeah, I should is. hope so. Yes. Um. Well, Ben's in so many yeah. Movies. So this movie, Songbird. Let let me let me yeah. give everybody the rundown of this, and 
I we apologize it, in advance for talking about this bummer of a movie too. Watch the trailer uh, so that you can be as outraged as we are that this exists. Yes. So yes. the premise of this film is, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play it the way that the trailer plays it. I uh, people are in lockdown, quarantine. There's a virus, and it's and and like that's why people are locked down. And you're like, oh my goodness, an allegory. Until the trailer reveals. Uh, that this girl is in lockdown and KJ Appa can't get to her because she's in lockdown and they love each other, but they can't be together because of this quarantine. And then the trailer reveals that the quarantine is because of COVID-23. So it's not an allegory. We're just going to straight up use COVID as the plot device in this story. Yeah. And then we're going to get into a dystopian, uh, 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 authoritarian government where the uh, Department of Sanitation is a bunch of guys that will just break down your door and murder you because you've got the COVID. Yeah. And uh, and KJ Appa is immune, so he gets a little wristband. And I guess he's probably a courier because he's riding a bike. I guess. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, if you, were, if you were immune, that would probably be a very good job, yeah. right? You would probably make a lot of money being a person who who is a essentially an uber eats or you know <laughs> driver postmates guy right like yeah, he is yeah, yeah. he is the dystopian postmates guy <laughs> uh, oh that's a better movie a movie about the dystopian postmates guy come yeah. on you wouldn't um, cast kj appa in that role though i will say this movie this film is not a joke this film is not no, it's like, a it's saturday like a night thriller? live skit no it is this being... is from the producer of The Purge and A Quiet Place, which tells you exactly what kind of movie it is. And this movie is disgusting and shouldn't exist. That's my assessment of it. Uh, uh, you you posted this on the Thunderquack Patreon Club, which people can get access to if they are a Patreon supporter at any level. A uh, dollar gets you in. It's um, a fun place to talk to us about random things. Yeah, I and you posted, you posted this with the, the caption, Too Soon? exclamation question mark exclamation question mark which i think is the right way to start the conversation but uh but but the end of the conversation is yes this is too soon and it's gross yeah um okay good i just wanted to make sure that i wasn't because then like the next day so after i posted this in thunderquack my sister my sister sent it to me unprompted because i this might be a shocker for other people but my sister not a Thunderquack listener. <laughs> uh, but she sent it to me and my mom and she said, um, okay, so this is nuts, but looks good. I'd watch. And then my mom said, dear God, don't watch that, please. And then she said, also, Sarah, we're bringing one peach jar. Pickles? Question mark. So it, the conversation shifted very quickly. But yeah. that was that was straight up what my sister meant. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Anyways, so yeah. my sister would watch this movie, and that's all you got to know about songs. It is, it is very disgusting to me that this film was made. It was written and shot, and will come out during the lockdown during the so pandemic did you look into because my question is yeah. did it start as just a regular movie about quarantine and then as covid came they were like hey let's make this very specifically about what's happening right now 
or did it get made because of it? Because I have one of them is just a bad decision making. Like maybe continue yeah. to make the movie uh, as you were going to and not make it directly related to the terrible pandemic that's happening and people will judge you less. But if you made it specifically because you're like, what can we film during quarantine with no people in the sidewalks and oh, let's make a movie about the quarantine and make it real creepy. Like one of those is just sort of, yeah. sort of poor planning that you can count, like you can correct from, like people can like, you can litmus test it and you can be like, maybe let's not make it about COVID. But if you specifically made it about COVID, so that's like my, my biggest question for this. And actually just like overall, like I'm really intrigued to see the like threshold for media in films because television is coming back. It's coming around already, right? Where you can see the, the shows that have been made during COVID and that are about COVID and it's very different to then have a movie that's about COVID. Like, it's just, it's just different. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. It, here, here's an interesting piece of trivia. And, and uh, I don't, I, it, this doesn't, this is just the trivia on IMDb. So it doesn't give any, any more context than this, but SAG after issued a do not work order on Songbird telling its members to refuse any work on the film. What? Which is interesting. Huh. Uh, Songbird is reportedly the first feature film to be made during COVID-19 in Los Angeles and is the first major Hollywood movie about the coronavirus. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. Now, the it was... I can see a reality where this has been sitting on a producer's desk for the last yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Um, and they went, don't we have a movie about a, a lockdown thing where the kid is immune or whatever and then and they went let's make it like let's let's go let's do it um but i'm really interested in this sag after i i i think so i'm gonna i'm gonna try and look this up while we i'm gonna do some journalism while we uh it's it's like it's like slated to come out very soon it comes it's in december yeah um let me see uh, SAG AFTRA has told it's the, which is a union in case you don't know that that's, that's the, the screen actors like guild. people in America, people in America probably know it more. Yeah. Has, has told its members to refuse work on the pandemic thrillish songbird produced by Michael Bay. Big surprise. Oh, uh, geez. no wonder it's so <laughs> tasteless. I uh, songbird has been announced, had been announced in mid May as a low budget production that would shoot in Los Angeles. The performance union announced the do not work order on Thursday. This was back in July. I uh, on Thursday for production company on a lark productions, LLC. It said the company had this, sorry, this is an article from variety by Dave McNary. Um, mm-hmm. It said the company had failed to complete the signatory process and is therefore not signed to any applicable SAG-AFTRA agreement. SAG-AFTRA warned members that they could be disciplined if they work on Songbird. So that's As politics, such, SAG-AF- though. Yeah, SAG-AFTRA members are hereby instructed to withhold any acting services or perform any covered work for this production until further notice from the union. Please note accepting employment or rendering services on Songbird may be considered a violation of Global Rule 1 violating this order may result in disciplinary action in accordance with the blah, blah, blah. Uh, the producer. So this is what here's what it actually gets down to. A SAG after a spokesperson also said the producers have not been transparent about their safety protocols. And that mm-hmm. is something we obviously take very seriously. Also, as noted in the do not work order, the producers had not have not yet become signatory to our agreement. We have no further comment. 
that tells me that there were guidelines that SAG-AFTRA was putting in place and that this production was trying to get around those guidelines and get into production. Or also, there's a lot of politics right now with SAG. Um, I'm taking a class on Saturdays. And one of the things that keeps coming up is how SAG is struggling this year because like we in Canada take for granted that even our unions like UBCP is not struggling as much like SAG is like dying because people aren't paying into stuff and like healthcare is already a problem in the States. And there's all sorts of things that are like, I can imagine that there's a lot of different politics and things with SAG, but there's a lot of famous people in this movie, which is kind of interesting. And the, the plot, I just want to say that I just read this on Wikipedia, that the reason that he's immune is because he was infected with COVID-19. I just think that that's a weird Anyways, I just, anyways, I'm sure, I'm sure that things about this movie that are frustrating to me. Yeah. So, so the, the, the trailer implies a bunch of stuff as a trailer is meant to. And one of the things that it implies is that COVID 24, whatever it mutates into this, the, like this most recent version in the, which it takes place in the year 2024. Um, which is like it's funny that they're like, oh, it's COVID twenty four in two thousand twenty four. Uh, no, COVID twenty three I... in two thousand twenty four because that's what happened with COVID nineteen was in two thousand twenty, and it's yeah. I feel like it's the year in, in any case, uh, it 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 affects the brain and makes you go crazy. Um, yeah. so they have like turned zombie. COVID into a zombie movie. Yeah, right. And that's the part that bothers me is that it's my freaking biggest fear, you guys. Don't make oh, it that's real. not the part that bothers me. The part that bothers me is that there are people in hospitals right now dying. Yeah, well, I mean, of, that's from that's this disease, awesome. and we're and and Michael Bay wants to make a quick buck off of it. Not he, they're not making a movie about COVID nineteen. Let's be super clear about that. This is not uh, uh, Aaron Sorkin making a yeah. political statement movie about, about people being banned Donald from Trump the and US the mishandling and, of the yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not what this is. This is a bunch of very gross, disgusting producers capitalizing off of the very real and dangerous disease that is COVID nineteen. And they it is going to make money. Rush this it's into production. So much money. Ugh. They want this out during the pandemic. Yeah. They're making this movie happen as quickly as possible. It's really upsetting that some of the people that are involved with this are involved with this because I expect more from Bradley Whitford. Like I do. I think, I think that he's a very yeah. smart person. Uh, KJ app. I expect him to take whatever roles he can get right now, because that's like the part of his career that he's in. Right. He's, he's mm-hmm. the lead on a CW show. Like you, you you're going to do what you're going to do. Craig Robinson. I get it. Like, I like, that's fine. But I like Craig Robinson. <laughs> Alexandra Daddario, I don't think she needs to do this movie. Demi Moore, like I don't yeah. think you need to be in this. Uh, certainly not as the bad guy, which she very yeah. clearly is from the from the trailer. Like, yeah, yeah it, it it's 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 a tasteless cash grab, uh, and it's the sort of thing that just makes you wonder why. Yeah, like like because it's when going people to make tell money. you that that. Well, yeah, and and like when people, you know, criticize us for being pop culture junkies, this is the sort of thing that I can't defend. 
<laughs> is like, yeah, you're right. Some of this stuff shouldn't happen. Like you can make fun of me for watching Fast and Furious movies. They're actually really good. And they actually have like a message and meaning. And even though it's wrapped up in a submarine crashing through ice in the Arctic, like, which is totally stupid. Um, and like this Wait, ridiculous sorry, which stuff. movie are you talking about? Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. Which one is that? That's, is that... That's it's one of the way later seven, ones. I don't I think, think I've right? been, I don't I haven't seen that one yet. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but like they're stupid movies, but at the end of the day, they actually are about something and like they have yeah. they have a deeper meaning to them, whether even though it's wrapped in completely ridiculous stunts and effects and stuff. But something like this, it's like this is this is very clearly we're contributing to the problem because we're talking about it. But it's it, it does make for half decent content, uh, and this is a half decent podcast, so that makes sense. But it yeah, it's just it is one of those things. I there is definitely a part of me that like the the uh, morbid curiosity and definitely like the the schadenfreude of humanity of like just you know this is a this is about as bad as Hollywood can get. Right. Like basically. Yeah. Actual money has been put into making this film. Not a lot, but actual <laughs> money has been put into this and it's, it's, it's gross. It's just gross. Um, so part of me really wants to watch it just to be able to say like, yeah, it is as bad as it looks. But the other part of me is like, don't encourage this behavior specifically now that I know that Michael Bay is involved don't do not let studios know that you support any of his nonsense can i say Um, though i love the island the island is such a fun movie i think we've talked about that before we've definitely talked about it on quiver the island is a great movie until the last act but yes um but again like that is a great example of a fantastic screenplay that was produced and directed by a terrible person um but yeah ewan mcgregor and scarlett johansson uh in a remake of logan's run is a fantastic idea but i i yeah but michael bay is a very problematic human being that shouldn't be working in hollywood um and uh and on top of that he's 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 very good at what he does what he does adds really not that much to what do we call this society yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah it's kind of if anything, he's kind of taking away his, he's okay. There is a time and a place for the transformers movies. And sometimes those are in my living room late at night when I just want to have a real good fun time. But right now it's not in the middle of a pandemic when people are dying. There's a, there's a time and a place for, for a movie like transformers. But I think that I do think that his films exemplify like the worst of that genre. Right. And so other movies like John Wick or uh, or or the Fast and Furious movies, they get a bad rap as as action movies because of Michael Bay films. And like Michael Bay has made a couple of very good movies. He has. The Island is a is a very good movie, like I said, until the third act when it just becomes uh, there's there are actually sequences from uh, the Island that are in the Transformers movies. I, uh, uh, they're like, they're not sequences, but shots that he just like, that they just 
put a robot over. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Um, but like the highway chase stuff where they just took out one composited thing and put a different one. And then they use some of that stuff. Yeah. And then they use some of that stuff again in another Transformers movie. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ridiculous. He, it's, it, it is the, not even the McDonald's of filmmaking. It's like the Jack in the box of filmmaking where it's like, like when you buy Jack in the box, when you eat Jack in the box, you know that you're gonna probably poop your pants afterwards, <laughs> right? Like that's the risk that you take. It's the only thing that's open. Like this is this is what I understand from Amer- from listening to. Americans you know what talk I? You know what I would absolutely love is if the most controversial part of what we have been talking about on tonight's incredibly long winded podcast, yeah, is that we badmouth Jack in the Box. I just think- <laughs> That's the thing that people take us to task for. That that, that people would be like, how dare you? Yeah. Sorry. I I said (laughs) that Michelle Rodriguez wouldn't appear on a hottest woman list. And, 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 but yeah, but don't you dare. the jack in the box. box. Come on. Yeah. Um, Anyways, don't watch this movie, please. As (laughs) a personal favor to us, don't watch this movie. I'm not going to. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's you're not going even to. my. It's not my type of movie to begin with. I wouldn't watch this movie sure. even if it wasn't. Contra- it just it's, it's scary. I don't like movies that are scary looking, and especially <laughs> like it's I. It's a thing where Contagion. You know when Contagion became so popular. That's by the way yeah. probably why this movie was made is at the same time. Hundred percent came back, but I kept wanting to watch Contagion, and I'm like, why, Amanda? It's not the type of movie that you enjoy. As a movie, why are you watching yeah. it just because of the stuff that's happening? Anyways. But I feel like I, I sort of, it's the, there's a fine line between action and thriller that yeah. I just don't like to cross. Like, I quite like action movies. I love action movies. But, like, not so much thriller movies. Like, Gone Girl? I don't want to watch that. It seems like it's, or sorry, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I feel like it's a little too, like, thrillery or murdery for me so i'm not <laughs> i think watch that's it. more of a mystery but yeah mystery ish i guess whereas the type of mystery that's in a um mi movie mission impossible is the word i was looking for there um that's my kind of that's my kind of action where it really is peripheral whatever is actually happening in the movie is peripheral oh whereas yeah in, in girl with the dragon tattoo i feel like it's like in, i love in the mission things. impossible movies Oh yeah. Name any of them, and I probably couldn't tell. Other than MI two, it's the only one that I think I could tell you what the actual plot is. Yeah. yeah. With the the rest of them, I'm like, I don't know. The bad guy wants a thing. They don't want the bad guy to have the thing. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They got to get the thing before the bad guy gets the thing. That's how. One time he's got to go inside the thing, and it's like, oh, you're in a water tube. You got to hold your breath. I don't know. One time he's got to hold on the outside of a plane. I think that might be the same movie. That might be two different movies. I don't know. One time he's tied to a chair because somebody wants some sort of information and he's naked. Oh, that's a great scene. I don't know what it was for. I don't know why it existed. Yeah. And the car crash. uh, But also Fast and the Furious is similarly like, what is the plot of any Fast and the Furious movie? (laughs) Anyways, sorry. Yeah, they're about the same. It's, it's good. Hey, I watched... No, I already talked about Gordon Ferrari on the last podcast. Okay, we've run out of things to say. I don't have anything more to say. 
Yeah, I don't know why you were starting another topic. We've been going for two hours and 13 minutes. I stopped. I stopped immediately. I'm good. I'm done. We're finished. So many things have been talked about. I'm so pleased that you indulged this like foray into just, and I will encourage all of you to go listen to the lovely, cheerful song, Boys, by Charlie XCX. That's how you say her name. It's just like I'll, a cute. I'll leave that. Let's let's check in one more time with our poll that no one is voting on. <laughs> Have I not voted? How come I haven't voted? Is it on Twitter? Yeah, it's on Twitter. You didn't even retweet it or anything. I it'll know, it'll sorry. run for tw- it's running for another twenty two hours. So by the time that people Ooh. are hearing this tomorrow morning, there's uh, well Patreon supporters. There's still time to vote, but there are zero votes on this after an hour and a half of it being up. Uh, an hour and fifteen minutes. Of it being up. Um, and and just to be clear, I have twelve hundred followers on Twitter. It's not like it, it's not like I have an account okay. with like I will just say, can we just like take a minute? Can you recheck that poll just real quick, Mike? Who's winning yeah. right now? Who's winning right now? With a hundred percent of the votes. Uh, it's not updated for me. It oh, hasn't okay. updated. Well, you're in for a treat because I will say, with a hundred percent of the votes, is Ed it's Westwick. Ed Westwick. <laughs> really? Uh, I'm gonna get my. Voted. I'll get my wife to log into Twitter for the <laughs> first time in probably eight years. Come on, on she's one. gonna she's gonna be on my side. I think you're gonna lose this one. No, she's not. I think, she's not. I, I I'm gonna see if she's still awake. I'm, I'm gonna see if I'm she's still awake. Her, I'm messaging her right now. This is unfair. You have to let her do it unbiasedly. Uh, okay. Where's I have to I have to message her before you can get to her. <laughs> I messaged her first. I I'm already done messaging her. She's my wife. Darn it! I don't think she's awake. I think she's asleep. Oh, come in here. She's awake. <laughs> come on. This is, okay. This no podcast way. has evolved so fast. This is it. This is the finale. This is the grand okay. finale of this episode. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm okay. just going to ask the question. We're going to wait for the answer. You can't hear Amanda because I have my headphones on, but come closer to the microphone, please. I don't want to. It's on very. You're on the it's... podcast anyways. You don't okay. have a choice. Uh, <laughs> who's hotter? Adam Brody or uh, Chuck Bass? This is dead air. You got to answer the question. You know, Adam you Brody? Know. No! Yeah, like, Crystal! By shot, right? Not by a long shot. shot. By Chuck Bass is in this Come on! Crystal! Kate, she can't I'm hear you, Amanda. She can't hear me. Can't hear I'm so mad. I can't hear you. You're screaming so into the not friends. We're not friends anymore. Amanda has just ended your friendship. How does she not think? Does she not that's, think that's all we needed you for. That's all we needed you for. Chuck Best. Oh, I'm so upset. You guys need to sort this out on your own. Separate from the podcast. We need to wrap up. I want to go to sleep. I can't believe it. I feel so betrayed. I feel so betrayed. Okay. Bye, Crystal. That, you gave the right answer, Crystal. You shouldn't feel any shame no, in your response. Feel bad. That was feel the bad. right answer. Oh, uh, so upsetting. I feel like oh, so so handcuffed hey, by the fact Amanda, that I can't speak to her. Amanda, again. how did you not know how that was gonna go? Who did she marry? I. Oh, okay. Well, she I literally mean. married a Cohen. <laughs> you had to have known how that was gonna go. You know what? I knew how that I was gonna go. I, I was. I had. I, Straight up did not connect those dots until right now. I had absolute confidence in that. That makes so much sense. That was a rigged. <laughs> that was a rigged. That was a, that was so rigged. Okay. Uh, 
Fine. That's get it. it. That's okay. it. That might be my favorite moment of the last. <laughs> how long have we been podcasting? Nine years. Yeah, since like that. since 2012, right? Yeah. When we started, yeah. so eight yeah. and a bit years. Uh, yeah. That I think that is my favorite moment right there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> wow. If you made it all the way through this one and then you still listen to the 37 minutes that's going to be after this, if you are a (laughs) Patreon supporter at $10 or above. uh, You know what to do. Quiver all the way, baby. Yeah, you know to hashtag quiver all the way and then make an appointment with a therapist. (laughs) You don't don't need real therapy when you've got... That's true. It's beautiful. I, I, I would like to say for legal purposes... The Thunderquack podcast is not a substitute for therapy. We are not liable for anything. That, I mean, Do not take you. our advice. Don't uh, listen to anything any, we say. Don't listen for anything we say. And also, we do fully understand that everybody we've talked about on this podcast are fully realized individuals that we know nothing about. So, you know, they yeah. can just live their lives unaffected by <laughs> yeah. two weirdos on the internet talking about them. <laughs> To be clear, we were making a lot of these choices based on 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 subjective, uh, not a subjective, but I uh, I uh, just just surface, I uh, I uh, yeah assessment surface surface qualification very shallow surface assessment. It's true. Yeah. I probably have listened to Chris um, Hemsworth talk like maybe five times. <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if there's something wrong with my internet that I uh, that like my phone isn't connecting properly because I'm not seeing the votes on this. Uh, so I on this it, tweet, there's like I'm not seeing the actual votes either, but I see that I've checked Ed Westwick and I I voted for him. Like I'm confused by why it didn't work properly. Is it only gonna like work once they're all done? Maybe I there's some, no. It usually updates as it goes. Uh, let me okay. check my actual. Well, I'm gonna check and on I my do, computer. Okay, and I do at one point in time. Okay, fine. It's all good. I just no. It still says it has zero votes. Did oh. you like confirm your vote? I don't know. I clicked it. And now it's just showing up. It doesn't let me. It's not going to let me like vote again. Is there a thing that says vote? No. A I already that says that. Vote? I we don't need already. to do tech support on the podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you guys <laughs> for listening. Why. We'll so be back next week with another episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please come back. Please, Please come, come back, back and listen to us. Talk about I think this things. was a great episode. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good time. It's good to just hang out with you, Mike, and talk about random things. Yeah. Find a little levity in all of these otherwise crazy You have to sign off now, Amanda. I do. Okay. (laughs) Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of Thunderquack.com. Head to Thunderquack.com to discover more great.